Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hello, listeners. This is uh, Peter Hunt. I'm back in the proper lookout once more, and I have with me today Laura D'Alessandri. Hello, Laura. Hi, Peter. I'm back for the third week in a row. Just can't keep me away. (laughs) It's extraordinary. What is the record? You must have the record of the number of, like... It's a good question. I I don't think I've ever done three in a row. Oh, yes. That means I'm winning. I think you're winning once again, which is um, high achiever. (laughs) Very competitive. What up, everybody, Laura. (laughs) Well, I double check. I don't think I've ever done three in a row. I've done the most, but not three in a row. All right. I'm going to have to work out how many you've done so that I can beat it. <laughs> Fair enough. In fact, this is the first time we've been here together since episode number two. Hey! Which is, I'm guessing, 55 episodes ago, maybe? I'm not sure the exact number. It would have to be about a year ago. Yes, that's right. Wow. Actually, it's more than a year ago because it would have been in, in July. There you go. Well, here um, we are. Welcome back. <laughs> So today we're going to return to the old chestnut of minor injuries, and in particular today, physical injuries rather than psychiatric ones. So just starting off, I will review what the definition is. Such a hot topic, Peter. It really is. So most people now know that Section 1.6 of the Act defines a minor physical injury as a soft tissue injury, which doesn't help a great deal. But subsection 2 of that section says that a soft tissue injury is an injury to the tissue that connects, supports, or surrounds other structures or organs of the body, in brackets, such as muscles, tendons, ligaments, menisci, cartilage, fascia, fibrous tissues, fat, blood vessels, and synovinal membranes, close bracket, but not an injury to the nerves or a complete or partial rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci, or cartilage. There has to have been an easier way to have, I don't know, make clear something that is not clear at all in that definition, I don't think. Just pausing there before I move on to the regulations, as people probably know, there is actually moves afoot to at least review the minor injury definition. Ah, I And a serious call for submissions and we'll see what happens. But just before we go back to the cases you have in front of you, Laura, we need to look at clause 4.1 of the regulations which adds to the definition of minor physical injury, which includes an injury to the spinal nerve root that manifests in neurological signs other than radiculopathy. I jumped in too quick there because we're going to look today at examples where there are no, no signs of radiculopathy. Okay, so we're merely focusing on the definition of soft tissue injury in section 1.6. That's it. Subsection 2. That's it. Interesting. So what can you tell us about it? Well, so the, the interesting... Or the area where I think there, well, there already have been and will continue to be many disputes is where there is pathology, in particular things like disc bulges that are shown on MRIs, but where there is not radiculopathy and the extent to which those will or will not be considered a minor injury. Good. So we've recently gotten a decision on that topic, on that very issue, which I'm going to talk about. And we've got another one which I thought I'd, I'd talk about today where there's an interesting argument made by an expert on behalf of the claimant. So the Oops. first one, yeah, the decision we got recently had to do with pathology. So there was a L4-5 
mild right foraminal bulge with minimal right L4 nerve root contact. The dispute was whether or not that was a minor injury. Okay. Okay. How were so, we involved? <laughs> uh, we, we lodged the reply to the claimant's application. Good. So we were actually uh, one of the active one of the parties, obviously the insurer, um, <laughs> in, in, yeah, yeah. in this dispute. Yeah. No, this isn't one that's on the CIRA website. This is what we've got. Great. But uh, we were just talking about, I think there are some more coming. Yeah, I understand, and I hope I'm right, that <laughs> there's going to be a batch of decisions published on the CIRA website in the near future. All right. So until then, Watch this space. Yeah, until then you've got this, this one to look at um, or to listen to us and then, you know, <laughs> use. So in that one, the assessor looked at where the claimant's symptoms were. So this particular claimant had the, the right-sided bulge, but his symptoms were down the left leg. Ah, so, is that possible? But, well, I mean, whether or not it's possible, it, it's not going to be caused by the disc bulge. Yes. So in this particular case, where the pathology that was being claimed to take it outside the minor injury it wasn't matching up to the symptoms, so therefore the assessor said that it wasn't a minor injury. Sorry, it was a minor injury, and that the the symptoms in the left leg are consistent with a soft tissue injury. Very interesting. I thought so. Yeah, no, it's very interesting because it makes sense, but it's not something you think you necessarily think about. So in the end, it was a, it was a decision based on causation rather than uh, how the definition plays out. Would that be right? To some extent, although. Yeah, I guess they're saying that the disc bulge, well, no, because the disc bulge could have been caused by the accident. They didn't deal with that. They simply said that the disc bulge wasn't causing the symptoms that were being complained of. Yes, that's right. Got it. Very good. Hmm. So that was an interesting one. And so something to look at when you do have our face with this pathology to match it up with where the claimant is claiming that the symptoms are. So I've got one that I haven't won this one yet. I've only done the submissions. <laughs> but down, um, down the track. <laughs> hopefully, we can only hope. But um, I'm really enjoying, like, you know, doing this. It's something a bit new for us to do. So it's, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, I've done some too. And, and it's really fun to, as you said, do something different because we've been dealing with MACA for 20 years now. Whether my case, well, I, I haven't quite gotten to 20 yes, years. <laughs> I did the full 20 years of MACA almost. And it's good to, to have a, a play around with a whole new scheme, so to speak. And yeah. making submissions in the DRS arena is um, something new for us and yeah. is I get excited doing it. Yeah, me too. The one that I was just going to say, so following from having read this decision, I've made an argument that um, the claimant complained, complained of pain in his lumbar spine, but it was at the L4 to 5, whereas his pathology is at the L5 to S1. So it's not, I mean, it's close, but it's not in the same spot. So, yeah. you know, we'll see how we go on that one. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. And so the other one, the other interesting one that I've seen, which I thought seeing, like we don't have a decision on it yet, but in the application, the claimant has relied on an expert report, uh, an orthopedic surgeon who has essentially made made submissions on behalf of the claimant as to why his injuries are not a minor injury. Yep. And the submission is this. So on the MRI, the MRI showed evidence of disc herniation. The doctor says, well, for herniation to have occurred, there must have been a tear. Yes. A disc is made of cartilage, so therefore there is a a rupture or tear of cartilage, which is within the definition 
of. Yeah, I see. I see um, where he's heading with that. Yeah. So in the definition it says, do you want to read that little bit? Oh, here. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, but not an injury to nerves or a complete or partial rupture of tendons, ligaments, menisci or cartilage. So I thought not a bad argument and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, um, I think there's got to be more to it than that because a tear can be caused by all kinds of things, including just the natural aging process. So I think the claimant's still going to have to show that that tear was caused in the accident. Yes, certainly. I think that's unarguable. Yeah. So our argument is obviously therefore that it wasn't or, you know, for whatever reason there was already symptoms before the accident. But it did get me thinking, what about – and you're going to have to answer this one, Peter, because I'm not sure (laughs) – I know what I've argued, but I'm not sure about it. What happens in circumstances where there was a tear before the accident which was asymptomatic and the accident caused it to become symptomatic? So that's a really good question, Laura, and to be honest, I think you've stumped me. So do you have any thoughts on this question? Well, I can tell you what I've argued recently, and that is that if there's no change in the pathology and that so there's evidence of degenerative changes but they were asymptomatic before the accident, unless there's evidence that there was some kind of change in the pathology after the accident or like in the accident, that it's still going to fall within a minor injury because the definition says that there really needs to be an injury to the nerves or a complete or partial rupture of various things. So I think just because something's, you know, a little bit degenerative, say, that's not enough especially if it's not caused. Well, I mean, it's not going to have been caused by the accident. It's just yeah. going to be shaken up by the accident. Okay. <laughs> that's what I, I – mean, hopefully I put it more eloquently than that. <laughs> but <laughs> that's sure. where I'm heading at the moment. So we'll, I'm looking forward to getting these decisions. Yeah, um, and we can report back in a future podcast how, how I went. went. <laughs> yeah. Whether you won or whether you lost, I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, there's only <laughs> – you know I won't be keen to come back <laughs> with my tail between my legs. <laughs> All right, well, that was, that was very interesting. Thank you, Laura. That's all right. So next week's podcast will probably not feature Laura, but um, I'm sure she'll be back <laughs> down the track. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, it will definitely. Until then, everyone, thank you very much. And if you have any questions, please let us know, any other feedback. And uh, until next time, all the best. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.